Let's test them. One, two, 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 two. Let me jangle the bag of destiny to you. a nice little bit of a sound effect. I am running. I've got the show running here. Okay, right, here we go. Well, here we are. Welcome to another A to Z of everything with me, Andy Bush, and her, Louise Maloney. Let's catch up right now and say, uh, Louise, what's been going on with you? Um, I'm a bit taken. I'm a bit like taken with you at the moment, Bush. I'm taken a bit in, with me? Yeah, I'm a bit in awe of you at the moment. How, how do you mean? It's very kind of you to say, but in what <sighs> it's, way? It's, it's rare. It's rare you get that it from is rare. me. Because um, I see that you have hit the big time with having your own article in the in the Daily Mail. It was either that or uh, the disappearance of someone in my local neighbourhood. <laughs> so it's kind of nice that it was what it was. But that was quite unexpected, wasn't it? Tell me about it, please. Because I never knew that your content spread so far and wide. And I'm very impressed. See, you can you can you can spend a lot of time in the world of like radio or whatever, or podcasting, and, and try and think of like clever things to ask people or, or clever thoughts to put out there. And oh. really, it doesn't even create a ripple in in the grand scheme of things. But then I put out a question about um, we're bored of our tea that we have at the moment. We're looking for a new brand of tea. What would you recommend? And I just had thousands and thousands of replies. Mm. Um, and then the Daily Mail picked up on it. And then, you know, one DJ asked a question that caused a storm. You wouldn't believe some of the responses. Um, and it's just weird, isn't it? You do all those things. You've been in radio 20 years, never been in the paper before, really. And then now I ask a banal question about tea, tea bags, and suddenly I'm Billy Big Bollocks. It's crazy, isn't it? I saw it on your on your Twitter, first of all, and I saw it just lighting up. First of all, couldn't believe you asked that type of question because you know I have a very obvious answer, which you didn't even touch upon. But whatever, we'll move on. We, we, to be fair, can I just interject there a second? Go on. I had quite a lot of people come back to me and reference that weird, super strong tea that you bring into the studios with you, aka the Irish Barry's tea. Yeah, and people who taste Barry's tea swear by it. But I was mm. shocked at the amount of traction it got because I know that you like to think about your content and like, you know, really come up with smart or funny or quirky things to say. And then this just completely blew up. It's weird though, isn't it? It's like, I felt like, um, it's like it, not a cheap shot, but I felt bad because it, it did kind of go like viral. And then you you always think that the viral thing is going to be you doing a really cool or funny mm. video or you're on TikTok or or a good interview you've done with somebody. And it's just me asking about tea bags. But, you know, with that in mind, I, want, I haven't had a chance to properly go back through the replies and, and pick something. But I do want to get a new... I'm not, it, it didn't come from just, oh, let me let me ask a question that's going to go viral. I do genuinely want to find a new tea bag. Well, this time. is my next question. Was there an out-and-out winner? Did... Did the article come up with something? Did your Twitter followers come up with something unequivocal or what's the crack? Well, Katie, my other half, was telling me that there was like 500 replies to the article underneath on the Daily Mail. So it's like gone, gone on again now. But yeah. there was quite a few people who, and this is what, I want like a fine tea rather than just like banging out tea bags, PG tips or Yorkshire tea and having the same thing all the time. I kind of want to have like a, um, a a tea bag that I have for like a special occasion. Yeah. And, and, and there was a few people who recommended Fortnum and Mason. Tea. Ooh, it's a bit spenny though, a bit spenny. Is it a bit spenny? I don't, anything with Fortnum and Mason, I'm like, oh God, yeah, an absolute treat. But can we actually afford it? That's the question. Well, but this would be the thing. Maybe I'd have like one or two or two or three nice cups of tea a day yeah. rather than like, I mean, I just drink too much. I drink too many teas. I think I probably have like five or six cups of tea yeah, a day. Yeah, you just smash a lot of mugs of tea a day. What smash about it. Bush? What about, would you go for tea leaves the odd time? Oh, I, I like the idea of being able to tell the, um, someone's fortune in tea leaves. <laughs> I like the idea of that. I love the idea of that. 
Because you know I like a ceremony to my tea. I like the proper... I'm not going to go on about it because we've talked about it before and it's boring. But wouldn't it be lovely to have the ceremony of a tea leaf cup of tea at least once a week, maybe on a Saturday morning, on a Sunday morning, something like that? Mm-hmm. I think well, that'd be a lovely process. So, Sorry, just to confirm, you, you like and, and have a ceremony in the way that you drink tea? Well, do you know the way I'm, I have to have a certain mug? I have to have, you know, obviously it has to be the Barry's. I, I take my time over it. I don't rush it. Um, so I, I do treat it. I don't have as many cups of tea as you, Bush. I only have maybe right. two a day. So I, I treat it with respect, not like you. Um, and I, I treat just it with think, respect. Yeah. And I just think that if you really are looking for something, it sounds like you're looking for something a bit more highbrow, to be honest with you. It is. It is. That's, that's exactly it. That's exactly hitting the nail on the head. But just to go back to you saying that you treat tea and the, the process of drinking tea with respect... Um, when when I've had cups of tea with you, you've come in, we've met at the studios to record the mm. podcast, and you've come in with basically four Barry's tea bags wrapped up in uh, a kitchen towel. I wouldn't Look, say that was kind of high end. No I offense. didn't say it was a high end ceremony. I just said it was a ceremony. Okay, Bush? Okay. Technicality. Okay. Technicality, exactly. Technicality. I think you should think about tea leaves, Bush. I think you should think about the tea leaves route and, and, and what it would do to you. I like it because I'm into tarot. I do tarot mm. cards. So I like... I like you know, that kind of thing in terms of looking into the future. Um, but if I have tea leaves, do I go for the little tin? You know, you, you have you put in like a little kind of like, I don't want to describe it. I know it like what a, you're going to say, like the little circle thing. little circle in, thing. Yeah, yeah. Or do I, but that means I won't be able to read anyone's fortune. So I, I kind of want, if you're listening to this now and you have, you have tea leaves in tea, mm-hmm. I, I want tea leaves where they float around at the bottom afterwards and I can say, oh, you're going to come into some money soon. Or, oh, uh, watch out for livestock or whatever. Just a couple of example uh, predictions. Uh, how, how do I do that? What's, what's the way to do that? And furthermore, do Barry's tea do loose leaf tea? I don't think they do, Bush. Do you know you that? Don't think? I don't think that they do, no. I'll have a look and I'll come back to you next week. Uh, what else has been going on in your life, Louise? What have you been doing? What else has been going on? Um, not very much. You know me. I'm living a kind of a... It's coming into winter. I like to hibernate during winter. I like to do very, very, very little. I like to stock up on my weight in terms of like eating whatever I want. And then I'll come into my own again, maybe March, April right. of next year. You slow Before, down, your metabolism kind of slows everything. down. Over the, right. There's a, there's a, a, probably an extra three hours sleep a night. Uh, baths come into the equation, Epsom salts baths, which don't happen Ooh. during the summer or spring. And it's just, it's all very low key. And then, you know, you are, we've, we've talked about this before, you are a fan of, of a bath. Do you, do you make it nice in there with candles and stuff? Have you got one of them trays that goes across the bath so you can put your phone on it? So every single night I'll do the candles. That's not even a treat thing. That's an every single night thing. Candles, uh, you, do that, you have a bath every bath. single evening? Yeah, I, I do now in winter. Yeah. It's like a routine, like a baby's routine. Someone's doing all right for themselves. <laughs> So I have an Epsom salts bath, a couple of drops of lavender in that. I don't get the whole tray and having a glass of wine or having some food in the bath. I'm not into a bush. <laughs> now, what's your stance on sharing bath water, actually? Oh, no, no. Because sometimes no Tom's like, can I just hop in that bath after you? And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah. It's Tom, that's disgusting. And I'm like, no, look, I'll run a fresh one. He's like, no, I like that it's your bath water. I'm like, oh, that is grotesque. I mean, I wouldn't do it the other way around. I think that's a fetish. I don't think Tom's trying to save money. <laughs> I think it's a fetish. And also, when you the, the bath water after someone else has been in there, like obviously it started with like bubble bath and that for you, but by the time you've added your lavender and your special salts, it looks like miso soup, doesn't it, when someone else, you get in someone else's bath water and we're getting in there. I don't know, like I'm pretty clean. So, and if I'm having one every night, you know, chances are it's a pretty clean bath. I did have a girl in school though who used to shower in her parents' bath water. 
So they'd all have a go on it every night. Oh my God. Maybe that's an Irish thing. Don't mean this in a bad way, but you've got you've got dark hair. Yeah. I don't wash my hair in it. I don't because my I live with four girls, okay? And I'm, do, I'm yeah. forever pulling hair out of shower plug holes. Girls yeah. never do that. It's always the guy that has to put on a rubber glove, a, mar- a yeah. single marigold, like Michael Jackson. Yeah. And then take the, the take the plug out and pull out this like mini creature of I hair. Know. I'm sorry, Bush, because I told us to do it here as well, and he absolutely hates it. He got a special tool for it on Amazon. It's like a claw, and it oh, really? reaches down into the drain. Look at Bush writing this down. I'm writing it down. I think you might have told me this before. I need to get that because think... I've got a, I've got a skewer that we used for a barbecue a few years ago, and I keep that up in the shower yeah. uh, in in the cabinet. So what I do grim. is because it's got a hook on the end. It's so oh. grim. I put mm. a single ramp marigold on hands and knees. I pour a kettle down there to boil it all away because there's just loads yeah. of stuff. And then it's um, they hook the hair out. Oh, I'm gonna be sick even thinking about it. Yeah, let's not let's let's move on because I know Thea has such curly, gorgeous hair as well. But I can imagine that's quite like thick her hair, you know. It's mainly Katie, my other half. Katie, oh, it's Katie's Katie, got okay. kind of like Polish descendant, yeah. jet black kind of dark girl hair, and it gets yeah. every and I get it on my beard. So I'll be yeah. and my my eldest daughter Erin is is blonde, long blonde curly hair. So I'll be talking to someone and I have like. When you've got like a girl's hair on your face somewhere, but you can see it in your peripheral vision, you can't get hold of it with your hands. So that you're like almost like almost like raving. It's like that. Oh my goodness, Bush. Okay, look, I'll send you on the link to that tool, okay? Fantastic. Keep us posted on that. Uh, well, let, let's just get on with this. You know how this works. It's the A to Z of everything. Uh, an incredible undertaking. Louise and I are attempting uh, to chronicle literally everything in the world in alphabetical order, but not in a sequence of the alphabet A to Z. We are being guided by, we talked about reading tea leaves earlier on, the Bag of Destiny, a bag of pebbles from the beach, Chalkwell Beach here in Leon Sea, with letters drawn on them. That's how what guides us this week. We drew it at the end of uh, last week's episode. Uh, we've picked out tea. So we're after stuff in life that begins with tea. <laughs> I was going to start with actually tea, but we've talked too much about tea now. Okay, so I have to put it in because of, you know, how amazing it is. But at the same time, we've touched on it and we're going to move on. Well, although I will add just as a footnote to the tea chat, um, I I do sometimes get a bit envious. I go down the, you know, the the tea aisle in um, supermarkets and they've got all the different fruit teas. Do you you have a partial to... Some of the weird kind of fruit, you know, you can get like special ones for uh, for going to sleep or ones to yeah. wake you up or ones to help your indigestion, etc. Yeah. I love um, when I'm in a restaurant and I've eaten too much, standard. Um, I love a, a fresh mint tea and it comes with all the fresh mint in it. And if they yes. don't have that, I'll just go for a straight up peppermint, which is probably the teas you're talking about that you can buy in the supermarket. Uh-huh. But absolutely love a mint tea and it really does sort out your digestion. That's a good uh, mental image. Thank you very much for that, Louise. No Thanks for adding that in. So, well, it's going in there anyway, but tea is for tea. Uh, any other ones you want to chuck in though, since we've already covered that? Yeah, I'd love to. Sh- I'd love to throw in something that I really miss the smell of because I haven't smelled it in ages. Um, and it also came in from Melissa. Melissa agrees with me on this. Tipex at school. Ooh. Now I used to love a bit of Tipex. Is it still a thing? I I don't know because like okay, so you tell me, Erin's in school. Does she do stuff on a, on a tablet now on an iPad, or are they still actually physically writing stuff down in schools these days? She does a bit of writing, but I would say that if she made a mistake. Um, she wouldn't correct it with Tipex. What would she correct it with? Then she just draw a line for it and just start again on each on the words. It's gone, isn't it? It's isn't kind it? of gone. But was it for people at an old-fashioned typewriter like Jessica Fletcher and Murder, She Wrote? 
Uh, and then if you hit the wrong key, jajum. Have you used an old-fashioned typewriter, Louise? No, and um, we have one in the flat. It's so loud because um, Tom does stuff on it. And he, I... Um, is he, he still doing it. ransom notes and stuff? <laughs> and he's always on it. And it, it, it just feels like it's far too laborious to actually get anything done on. Yeah, I mean, it's exhausting. Imagine yeah. writing a whole book on one of those things. But anyway, you, you hit the wrong thing. I think you use Tipex then to um, cover over the letter and then retype over it. I was going to say, because if you're writing a book on a typewriter, right, and you make a mistake, surely you're not starting the whole thing again. So is that why Tipex got invented for that exact reason, is it? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Oh my God, amazing. But the smell, is that one of the main reasons for it, Louise, that you like it? Like it? Yeah, because I never really had good experiences with it. And I'll tell you why, because I'm impatient and I would always put it over a word or a sentence and not be patient enough for it to dry and then uh-huh. just write over it and make an absolute chaos of the whole page. But the smell, yeah, I miss that smell. I was into that smell, I have to say. I, I mean, I kind of slightly get high on it. I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm quite big into um, uh, Sharpies. I love the smell of a... So good. You know I mean? That kind of like... Because, yeah. you know, nowadays, I'm, I'm in my 40s. I don't really go out too much, really. So the only kind of like natural high I can get is sniffing like pens or, or products. Do you know what I mean? I'm not sure that's defined as a natural high bush. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's not really very natural, <laughs> is it? And the closest, you know, you're going to get... I've got in recent years to, uh, you know, a wrap of white powder is that stuff for teething on babies. Do you know what I mean? So it's just, it's a bit of rock and roll. You get your kicks where you can, okay? Because times yeah. are times are clearly not great on that side of things. And if you want to, you know, sniff some Sharpie at night when you're watching your NFL, you go for it. So you tell the ones I really like, um, you know, when you get, um, oh, have we got one here? Sorry, at the little desk here. Um, you know, when you get a pen that... You shake it and it goes, you know, like a gold marker that you might draw on like a project or something. When you shake it, you can hear a little tin thing go inside it. That is one of the greatest stationary smells of all time. So when you hear that in an office, do your ears just prick up and you start to like sniff the air like a meerkat? I come up like a meerkat and look around and think, I need that. So what, bring it, you should get some. I mean, it's still available. So we can get, get yourself down to Ryman's. That's what I was thinking. Like, it must be still available. But I have to say, it, I just have no use for it. But I'll just have to wait to have some kids until they go to school. And then I'll have to buy it that way. Now, am I right in saying that um, this this could be so wrong? And I'm not going to check it. I just want to leave it out there, unfact-checked on the podcast. What? Am I right in saying that one of the guys from the 60s American uh, pop band, The Monkees, either invented Tipex or their parent invented Tipex? This feels like an urban myth to me. I, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to make a note of it. We'll put it on our Instagram as well. What's the Instagram again, Louise? A to Z of everything podcast. Keep an eye out for it. because I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that one of the monkeys, the parents of one of the monkeys invented Tipex. Love it. Thanks, Bush. Just leave it, just leave it out there. Yeah. Unchecked. Because uh, annoyingly, your, your fact about uh, the, the tax loophole of Converse All-Stars being classified as a slipper, I hated the fact that I checked that and it was correct. And I, I just screamed. You know, birds flew off trees, but no one knew why I was screaming in our street. And it's because of that. You have little faith, Bush. You really didn't think that was going to be the one. Sure you didn't. I know I didn't. So, well, there you go. Maybe yeah. this could be my version of your converse fact. I'd love that. Uh, so in the, the A to Z of everything, T is for Tipex. In the A to Z of everything, um, T is also for toes. I just want to talk to you about toes a little bit. Oh, Bush, I don't Are you know. one of those people who hates toes then? Why is that? I've, I was, t- toes are fine. I don't see why people have such a problem with them. I don't hate them at all, but I definitely don't think they deserve a place in the A to Z of everything. Oh, right. Everyone has them. Some people's are grim. Like, I'm as a, as a, as a woman, I was going to say as a girl, but let's just say woman now at this point. As a woman, I really have to take care of my feet. So obviously, 
I'll go get pedicures regularly with the girls. And it's right. such a nice, luxurious thing to do. Um, and so they're always quite in good nick. But my well, God. What happens there? What happens there? They, with, with a pedicure, they put that weird um, sponge hand thing so that your toes are separated, which makes me feel a bit sick. Oh, yeah, the with. toe separated thing. Well, first of all, they wash them properly, you know, so they put them in the basin of water and they wash them. And then they put the toe separator in and they just, you know, cut. The- Have you never had a pedicure, Bush? I've had a pedicure once. Um, Katie Go got on. one for me as a bit of a joke. Yeah. I think she's trying to make a point, actually, before we went on holiday and I would have had my feet in sandals when we were abroad, right? Yeah, yeah. She, maybe she's trying to make a point. That sounds like damage control more than anything else, Bush. Well, yeah, it probably was, actually. I mean, my feet weren't that bad. Well, now I'm thinking about it. Jeez, because I've still got a cracked big toe, right? My big toe oh, on my gosh. right foot is cracked right down the middle because my mum, Geraldine dropped a glass bottle of Coca-Cola on it when yeah. I was about eight or nine years old, and it's never healed. So, so hang obviously, on, so does it grow in two different... Is it? Is it basically, do you have two big toes, two big toenails on the one toe? Well, it's just like, imagine you've got one big... Imagine a circle is my big toenail, and right. there's just a jagged fault line down the centre of it. Every time it wow. grows back, jagged fault line. And if, you know, obviously I don't play it anymore now because I'm tired all the time, but when I used to play football regularly, um, if I hit the ball too hard or hit the bottom of someone's foot... Within a two or three days, my toenail will go black and oh, fall off. I remember this. Grow oh, back gosh, again, it's which is so disgusting. Grim. I'm so sorry. It's disgusting. But the thing I found weird about the pedicure was no, I don't like the servile nature of someone on their hands and knees clipping your toenails, like you're someone from the Raj or something. Totally do, you know I mean? do you have a problem with that? Yeah, I do actually. And, and it is something you either have to put to the side or you decide, you know what, I'm just going to give them a massive, massive cash tip. And then that makes you feel a lot better about things. So that's kind of my route now. I'm like, I'll pay the salon, but I'm also going to pay this person like some cash on the side just so it's worth it for them. And uh, can I ask you a personal question? Do you you like your other half, Tom's toes? What your view on his toes? It's your chance to go on the record. I don't mind. So this is my thing with with, with his toes. I don't mind looking at them. I think they look quite nice. But they're always freezing in bed. And so I hate when he touches his feet off me in bed and I scream and like jump away from him. To the point where he's like slightly offended at this point, but he yeah. does have very cold feet in bed and they're sort of, they're not clammy. That's the wrong word. It's just that I'm, you know how I sleep with all my layers, like basically Embalmed. like I've created a nest. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, uh, so like a mummy. Exactly. Or like some sort of weasel that's like gotten loads of fur from various other animals and built a nest. Do you know what? You in, you in bed, I imagine it's like going to one of those um, like enclosures in a zoo where you go indoors and then you, you're staring at the rocks and, and, and the leaves and everything. I can't see anything. There's That's nothing exactly in there. And then you just see a tiny bit of movement. Think, oh, there she, there she is. You'll just see one blinking eye and then yeah. you'll oh realise, oh my God, there she is. Oh there she is. There she is. Don't yeah, tap the yeah, window. Yeah. Don't tap the exactly. window. So when he touches off me with one of his feet, I jump away and he's really offended by that. But it's nothing got to do, like he's he's very clean. He's got lovely feet, but I just don't like them touching me. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Okay, now I, I don't want to press this too far, but oh. would you ever put a toe in your mouth? Someone else's it, toe? Oh, why would I do that, Bush? People do that. It's like a, I think it's called a oh, toe like job. a fetish thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would never, even for okay, hit me with some numbers here. Ten k wouldn't do it. One hundred and fifty thousand pounds. One hundred fifty thousand pounds in a suitcase. But I suck someone's toe for one hundred and fifty k cash. Tom's Whose big toe. toe Tom's big toe right in your mouth, and then all the other toes one by one, <laughs> like that. Um. And then at the finale, we're all in, all in your mouth at one, at one time. Okay, stop adding stuff on. Sorry, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. That's, that's, that's not, not fair. fair. Like, you've no. moved the parameters of that. I would definitely suck his toe for 150k, yeah, definitely. Okay. But would I suck, like, a randomer's toe for 150k? I don't think so. 
you're really going to kick out of this. I'm taking it so seriously. I'm really going through it mentally, thinking, could I cope? Dear listener, I want you to think about it, right? What would be what would be the ballpark amount of money that you would suck a stranger's toe for? And we mean big toe. Put it right in your mouth there, tongue around it a couple of times, leave it in for a minute, two minutes, oh, back out again. Uh, well, Louise is saying 150k. Here? What are you saying? No, I said 150k for Tom's, not for our strangers. All right, strange. Just give us give us a price. Quarter of a that. million. Quarter of a million. Whoa. What about you, Bush? It's a male random's toe, and you have to completely tongue it. Both of them. Both. I'm not going to ask you to do the other toes. Just both big toes separately. Both big toes. Yeah, <clears throat> one after the other. As things stand, we're having worked on the house, and we're quite short on cash. I'd probably do it for a thousand pounds, five hundred pounds a toe. <laughs> Just had to buy a fridge for like seven hundred quid, so that'd be that'd be a fridge, that'd be a new fridge. I was gonna say five. I was like, I'll start low at five k. You were like one thousand pounds. Well, there you go. I think people will probably look at the price card and say, "Well, Louise is too expensive." However, Bush will do both of them for a grand, so I'll book him instead. <laughs> Isn't it funny though that people do that? Is their fetish, and like that's the thing that gets them off. Yeah, I mean, like either doing it to someone else or having that done to their toe. Wouldn't it be quite tickly though? Wouldn't it be really like? <laughs> I I think dudes usually from what I've I I love to watch like documentaries on sex workers and stuff and the crazy stuff they get asked to do I just find that so fascinating I was watching one with um, an OAP recently God it was brilliant anyway well he came around did he oh no I see you mean you're watching about an OAP right gotcha no so she she's an older woman and she's a a prostitute and she sees about three or four people a day oh my lord and it's mainly like people in their 20s who yeah you know, have a fetish, maybe about their granny or something. Okay, no, I'm going off, I'm going off piece here. It's gone too far. It's gone too far. But anyway, feet is a big thing for her as well. But they don't generally want her right. to suck their feet. It's the other way around. They want to suck her. They want to suck her feet. Oh, I think you might have just, um, I just lost me there on that right, old but. person's foot. They always get like bunions and stuff, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Like a, a big curled little toe. That probably adds to it for them. Um, my mum my mum has got a bit of a clawed little toe on each foot. We call it the claw. I think she even refers to it as the claw. So I don't know whether I'd want to be going near that that kind of... Stop bringing your mother into it. Stop bringing your mother into it, Bush, for crying I know, out loud. I know, get her out, get her out of there. Can we have, can we have Geraldine out of there, please? Um, what was the programme you're watching? What's the... Uh, you know when you go onto Vice and you watch these documentaries that Vice make? I don't even know what Vice is. What's that? Vice is like a media platform and it does quite edgy stuff. And right. um, it's not, it doesn't have its own channel or anything. You just go online and they have their own social media accounts. It's pretty good. And she was on that answering. It was like an ask me anything sort of setup. And boy, did they ask her anything. And she was fully okay with answering stuff. And she was, yeah, she was cool, man. Well, I never in the A to Z of everything. A lot of questions for you, our listeners, to ask yourselves in a reflective moment as well. A T is for toes and toe jobs. What about um, T being for the first sort of video game I ever played? Well, you can't even call it a video game. So when we were young, I'm sure like you, Bush, we had this big old white computer in a spare room. Mm -hmm. It was actually in my brother's box room and it was at the, like on a desk at the end. And the only thing that was of any buzz on that computer was Tetris. Oh, yes. Chloe's also written in about Tetris, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I just have this sort of, a bit like solitaire kind of runs parallel to it. I have Mm -hmm. sort of like an affection for Tetris, even though like it's so basic. There's something so incredibly satisfying about it, even after 30 years, if you were to sit down and play a game of Tetris. What are your views on it? 
Well, yeah, I used to love it. I had it on my Game Boy when I was a kid. And weirdly oh. enough, there's, there's a really cool shop around the corner from here um, called The Retro Hunter. And it's this guy that's just this emporium of old video games and, and consoles and stuff from uh, years gone by. So he's got like, loads of Game Boys and, and stuff like that. And you can play Tetris in there. And it's, okay. it's mad what, what you'd have taken for like entertainment back then. Because it's just different shaped blocks floating down. You just turn them around and then slot them in. But like you say, it's got kind of a bubble wrap, popping excitement um, uh, satisfaction element to it. But it was the music, I think, for me, that was the best thing. You know, you used to have the music of... Oh, my God, the repetitive. Oh, my God. Oh. It makes me want to play it right now. But I, yeah, haven't, um, I, haven't, um, I haven't thought about that in a long time, but you're right, it was incredibly incredibly um, repetitive. But I, I guess I remember playing it when, like on a sick day or something when, you know, what's your man's name? Jerry Springer was on in the mornings and I probably yes. wasn't interested in that and I was in it. I was probably a bit young. So I just get on the old Amstrad and play a bit of Tetris to pass the morning away. I love it. Well, I mean, if, you know, if people listening to this and they've still got Tetris, maybe, you know, because people have got things now like they're called emulators or whatever where you can play a load of old video games from the past because yeah. they don't, don't take up any memory space or whatever. Let us know. A to Z of everything podcast on Instagram. Come and say hi. Bush. Yeah. Bush, did you also, you know, did you ever have a Nokia phone? Yes. I also loved the fact that Snake was on that. Oh, yeah. This is another Tetrisy type thing, but like Snake was so incredibly entertaining for me back in the day. I, and I don't know whether that makes me sound simple, but it was incredibly entertaining. It is. And, and like, I was thinking about this the other day, right? Um, there's there's a new video game that's just come out called like Star Citizen or something like that. I can't remember what it's called now, but um, video games now are like so open world and you can do whatever you want. And all you're doing is like walking from like waypoint to waypoint to get someone off him, give it to that guy, go and grab that. And it's just like so complicated. And there's like an overload of information that, I, I yearn for an era when video games were just a bit more simple, a bit yeah. more straightforward and linear. And there's something incredibly simple about Snake and something incredibly simple about Tetris, which is like, it doesn't make you stress out about whether you're going to complete the game. You know, you've been playing for 40 hours and you've only done 3% of it like you get with like Skyrim and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, simpler times and and a great little game on a, it's quite good, you know, that's an early phone, the, the Nokia mm. 3210 or whatever it was, yeah. but it didn't have all the other crap attached to it that you get with phones now. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like incredibly stressful and an information overload. And it just did, you could call your mates, you could text, you had to do the thing where you had to click the one button four times to get the letter on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and he could play Snake and it was just a simpler time, an easier existence. I'd say, I'd say get rid of 80% of the stuff on our iPhones and just bring back Snake. Yep. I think we'd be happier. Well, one thing I don't like about iPhones, whilst we're on the subject actually, which is I've just seen it recently in a few adverts. You've seen this thing where you can you can change, if you, you take a photo and there's like a guy with a dog in the background. That's not, that's not what specifically what the app's mm-hmm. for, but you can remove or change the background. Or if someone wasn't looking at the photo, you can adjust it so like AI moves their head around so they're facing the right way. That's not what photos are about. Do you know what I mean? Are you not referencing Photoshop? Is that what it is? Is that what that <laughs> I is? Think, I think I think that might be Photoshop. I think about it been around for a while, but I do think you're right. Like their AI is making it more and more clever and, you know, more and more. It's just like this whole deep fake thing though, Bush. It's like you know, can literally scary. create someone's face on a porno or on anything or, you know, and like, that's terrifying, isn't it? 
little insight into that that's just slipped out then on a porno from you didn't it Louise you always get that little insight into but you know what, what that, you're really thinking it is a fear though you know like you know so many people are coming out now saying oh my god I've seen these pictures it's not me it's not my body it's just my face and people honestly believe that it's me that's crazy Bush although for me I would, if there is an opportunity for it not to not to actually be my body but a, a better version then that's actually quite a door of possibility as well I mean a late entry into the the adult entertainment industry who knows I would I was going to say I'd, I'd pay to see it and then I thought no I'd pay not to see it <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for your support uh, in, the, in the A to Z of everything T is for uh, well where do we start um well, Tetris. I interrupted you and you'd already closed up Tetris and then I opened up video games again. So I'm sorry. You can just you can just segue nicely into the next one, Bush. Um, T is also for, this is a type of the thing I'm talking about, but T is for tarantula. Okay, there's oh, a... Jesus. There's a shop around the corner from us that is a, um, uh, how would I describe this? Like a weird pet shop. So it's got like lizards, snakes and tarantulas and all that kind of shit in it. And um, the guy in there hates me because I, I take the girl's... Uh, in it, in there quite a bit. I'm, I'm not buying any stuff for pets. You know, we're just looking at it. Yeah. Looking at, it's like a cheap zoo that I yeah, don't have yeah, to pay yeah, for. Yeah. So he hates that. I think he, he'd rather you come in and buy loads of like, I don't know, dead locusts to feed to your lizard or whatever. But I'm just taking the, the kids around and showing them some of the snakes they've got in there. But I, I don't know what your view is on this. I, I'm always slightly like um, in awe of people who will have something like a tarantula, big hairy blood, high hairy ass spider or a lizard or snake as a pet. I can't imagine it in a million years. Would you ever have anything like that? I think it says a lot about the person's personality. And I'm not making judgment here, but I just think you have to be a certain kind of person. I did have a friend when I was in uni who kept a snake, but it was very, very small and it was very, very like thin. So like you could kind of take it out and hold it and it didn't feel that um, intimidating. But when you think about people who have like proper ass anacondas and shit in their gaff. Yeah, something that could kill them. Oh, like in an instant. Or, you know, what freaks me out is like thinking, because I live in a block of flats, like imagine someone in this building had like a proper snake or like really frightening pet and it escaped. Yes. Like how screwed would I be? I know. And you've got no control over that. They can have that in their flat. That's fine for them. But if that crawls down and try not to have nightmares about this, but if it crawls down the air vent and slowly curves itself around your neck whilst uh, you're in bed, that's pretty awful, isn't it? Well, you know, I don't like this idea that, Imagine going to sleep in your bedroom with something in a glass kind of mm-hmm. um, tank that if it got out, it would just eat you. I know. It would, it would try its best to eat you. Also, what is the charm of having a pet tarantula? What's in it for you? I don't get it. I know. What's it give back? I know yeah. cats are the same. They don't give you any love back because they're purely mercenary. Evil but um, cats, yeah. Evil, you know, but I don't get it. The, the, the thing that freaks me out the most, just to deviate slightly off tarantula, but stay within the realms of the shop around the corner, is that if you've got like a snake or a lizard, or I think it maybe is mainly a snake, you, have to, you can feed them like dead baby mice. You buy them from the shop in the freezer. Like you would get like packs of corn if you were going to be making a family meal. Huh? In loads of like dead little baby mice in there. It's like, what is going on? And again, defrosting those bad boys in the microwave. I know, but like, again, I just think it takes like... It's quite a dark thing to do. And also, I it think is. it can be fed live mice as well. So, like, it's quite a dark thing to do to, like, have it in your gaff and then feed yeah. it other other creatures that, you know, were alive or are still alive. And just that process happening in your in your home space feels quite unusual to me. It is. It's, it's very, very bizarre. The most I could probably have is a dog curled up at the end of the bed on, on my legs whilst I'm going to sleep. Not... um a anaconda curling around my throat as I gasp to breathe. 
Um, That's my view on reptiles. However, I would say we're open, aren't we, Bush? We're open to anything. So I, I think if you're listening to this podcast and you think, well, I have a pretty, what Louise would consider dark pet. So it's either like a snake or, you know, a tarantula or whatever. And I love it. And it really does give back. And we have a great relationship. Please do DM me A to Z of everything podcast. And I will read it out on the, uh, on the pod next week. Dark pets. Use the hashtag dark pets. <laughs> Uh, well, there you go. There's that. Um, we are running out of time. The A to Z of everything. Tears for Tarantula. Any other ones you want to chuck in quickly, Louise, before uh, we wrap up? Angie got in touch and said, I'd like to perform tarts and vicars parties for tea. It took me so long to understand what she meant. And obviously it's those themed parties, tarts yes. and vicars. And she said, um, I feel these declined in popularity towards the mid 90s. Does anyone still go to these? And she wants to know, have we been to one? I haven't been to one. I've been to a whores and pimps party. Um, wow. But I haven't been to a Tarts and Vickers party, which I think sounds hilarious. My, my friend John, uh, John Powell, dressed as a vicar for a New Year's Eve night out once, I remember. That's the closest we've been to it. But I remember him, even though he was dressed as a vicar, you think that would kind of imbue him with a certain reverence or behaviour that, you, you know, if you dress as something, you kind of act like them a little bit. But he was having a cigarette outside of a pub. There was a bloke bending over to do his shoelaces up who had a fake plastic arse mm. and he put his fag out through the guy's arse. <laughs> Like something Father thing. Ted or something. Isn't like. that terrible? Uh, but no, I didn't know those 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 things are still a thing. What about that? I've not not thought about that in years. Yeah, I've not, I've not, I've not thought about that for years either. And it just I couldn't compute her words either. I was like, what is she talking? And I was like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it now. If you've been to a Tarts and Vickers party and had a great time, please do again. Get in touch with us uh, on the Instagram, please. Well, there you go. Some some good stuff to come back to us on. Let's delve into the bag of destiny and find out what letter we are heading to on this. Here podcast next week, and we are, I don't know if we've done this before, but who knows? The letter is F. Have we done F before? I don't think we have. We have. So just so you know, listener, Bush and I have the worst short-term memory. Not about long-term memory, but horrific short-term memory. So it's just like two bumblebees in a jar just bumping into the glass. We don't really know what we're doing. Oh, Oh, yeah, this again. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, hi. But I tell you what, though, the good thing about that is that we, even if we have done it before, it'll be fresh to us because we can't (laughs) remember doing it last time. Really looking forward to that bush. Can't wait. I will introduce. What letter uh, was it again? Uh, there you go. It's an no, F. Oh, no, okay. She's gone already. It's like a goldfish. <laughs> you have been listening to the A to Z of everything. It's a curious small production. The producer is the fantastic Dane Smith. We'll have to get him back on again. Dane might have a dark pet. Do you reckon Dane has had a lizard at some point in his life? If anyone has, Dane has. And the music's by Revolution Void. We will see you next week with F. Take care, Louise. I'll see you then. See you then, Bush. 